1: WBZ, time to get automotive. You are Jay Talking Live, midnight to five. And I have Craig Fitzgerald of BestRide.com with us in the house. First
2: uh, first go round of the new year. Always a pleasure. Happy New Year. Likewise, Rob Brooks is the producer. Rob, Rob
1: Brooks, he's back.
2: Fantastic.
1: So, first of all, you, you look like you had a healthy new year. You look very healthy. Thank you. You did
2: fail. I failed. At, at one thing, at my pull ups. You had a I, goal. I had a goal of 20 for 2019, and I made 19. I, I could not squeeze out one more. I ran out of gas on you the twenty. You must have really tried hard for
1: the really last did. one. I really did. I really did. How long did, were you hanging there between 19 and 20 before you gave up?
2: Uh, 20 seconds. And you just, I couldn't I couldn't you do it. You knew you didn't have I it. I just you. did not have it. I was out of were gas. Were you making
1: grunt, grunting noises? No, like, I'm oh! not allowed to because
2: I go to Planet Fitness, and they throw you out if you... Because it's if uh, you grunt. <laughs> well, that's good. I agree yeah. with that policy, don't it you? Is, really? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It actually, they they do a couple of things to keep the to keep the meatheads out of there. I guess if you have to make those kind of noises, then it's too heavy. Yeah, right, right. And don't you think it's
1: some sort of really meant to be some sort of it's a test, mental testronic yeah. mating cry? Yeah, like, that's, really? probably <laughs> right. that's probably true. Right. And then true. oh, let me throw
2: the weights on the ground. Right. <laughs> Right, boom, boom, boom! Look at me! Look right. at me! Right. What else do they do over there to keep it? And they they don't have um, uh, they don't have. What am I trying to say? Like barbells? They don't have so free they weights. Do, they do have free weights, but they're all on a Smith machine, so they don't have the the free. So
1: you're not you know, throwing them on the it, ground.
2: Everything everything's attached to something. Basically,
1: do they have yes. mirrors? Like uh, a lot yeah. of gyms have mirrors for yeah. people to look at they themselves. Do.
2: They do have mirrors. Which I understand because, you know, part of it is trying to make sure that you're doing correct form, correct form. Correct. Yes. And is it a no judgment zone? It is. Did I say it does say it? Yeah, it it does kind of feel like that. And the cool thing is I I go I go at seven thirty in the morning after I I drop my daughter off. And it's me and a bunch of older men and women in there. It's it's great. I love it. Planet Fitness. Yes. Planet Fitness. How much do you pay? Uh, I pay the, the more expensive one because I travel occasionally, okay. and I can use one anywhere. So it's, a good so it's deal like twenty four. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like insane. 24 insane. I don't
1: really know how they do it.
2: Yeah. I, it, it's because, it, you know what it is? Is people go, and on they sign up in New Year's, <laughs> and then they never go again. Okay. And then, you know, there's people like me who kind of go, you know, all the time. 24 hours, is it? No, mine's not. There okay. are some that are. Uh, I would think that closer to the city here, they're they're probably 24 hours. But
1: so about the judgment free zone, it's a nice idea, but I just don't believe such a thing could possibly exist. Really, I mean, of course you judge, right? You look at you look at a guy and go, "Oh my God, that guy's strong," or right. that woman is in great shape, right. or not. I think the idea
2: though, Where you say, is, "Good
1: for her for coming in, even though she's not in shape yet," or him. That's still kind of a judgment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is, I suppose. It is, I suppose. But they, they you know, they they do they do seem to be more encouraging than most of the gyms that i that I belonged to in the past and I, the, it, all the other gyms are ridiculously expensive too do you use the locker room uh, I use the locker room to take off a pair of sweatpants basically do you sit on the bench uh no i oh. I don't shower in there I don't do anything i I shower at home i, you I balance
1: not, you know you don't sit to put your pants on you no you kind of balance no. I balance, and I am out the door. Okay. Well, now, Craig Fitzgerald is uh, the boss of bestride.com, which is where you go looking for a new car or correct. a used car. Correct. Right? You if you're see what interested. Inventories-
2: you want to see what kind of cars dealers have around, you can certainly check all that inventory on uh, on bestride.com, and you can read the kind of stuff that we put together on a daily basis. When you look at the URL, it looks like bestride. Bestride.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I inherited that name. Uh, now, I, I,
1: I communicated with you, and I communicated with the people the other day, you folks, J-Talking, the J-Talking hive mind, about the um, Jeep Wrangler. Yes. And I said, because you got a Jeep Wrangler, and you showed me a picture of a possible Jeep Wrangler, but the one you got, and the one you showed me the picture of, is, is kind of
2: not something you would use as an everyday... Thing to go to the so, mountains and stuff. Well, so so mine is a two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's older. It's it will certainly go seventy miles an hour anywhere you wanted to go. I would get in it and go across the country tomorrow. But heat doesn't have heat, right? No, it does. The it's one got, you showed me, has actually got a, pretty an good. Actual heat. rag top. Yeah, no, mine's got a hard top. Okay, so you know, removable, obviously. So in the summertime, it'll uh, I'll just put a soft top on it. But. Um, Part of my so we were we were gonna go to Mount Washington, you and I, and yeah. you had said, Are we gonna take the Wrangler? And and I kinda hedged a little bit and only because I really haven't taken that on any kind of long distance at so all. So you don't know how it would be. So I, I just don't I just don't trust it yet. You know, like I wanna get some I've only had it for a month. So I wanted to kinda get a couple of long drives in it before you know i i decided to take somebody else on a two-hour ride and you know what i mean yeah so i just didn't i i just wasn't 100 sure not, not that i would make it but a two-hour
1: ride and then a an two and a half hour and a half ride, half and hour. another two and a half hour ride right, back.
2: back yeah so you know five hours in that in a day you know might be a little much but um but but a newer wrangler the one you showed me was not a newer one that was also like yours kind of right
1: Probably.
2: you sent me a picture I it, can't remember was, what picture it was. Red.
1: It was parked in some guy's yard. You said it was really cheap. Uh, the price had gone down. Oh
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, correct, correct. Yes. Six so grand. that one was yes. So that was, that was a... kind of a
1: summer tear around type of vehicle. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was basically the same one that I have, and it was a it was a five speed. It that had a soft top only. Um, it was that was really nice. I was interested in that one. If I hadn't bought the one that that I bought, but I I don't you know again I would get in that thing and go anywhere but you know it's 20 years old too so you know you got to kind of feel it out a little bit before Can you you have
1: a soft top in the winter you can't right it's just too cold
2: no you certainly can my my niece my niece had a wrangler just like mine and never had a hard top on it okay she wore she you know she had hard doors and then a soft top and that was it so
1: if i had gotten that one i would have had to get some hard doors or they don't make them for that. They had or, that they,
2: had half doors I think. Okay. So it was a hard half door and then a uh canvas on the top, but the heat's really good. I mean, okay. I had a CJ7 that had no heat. So that could have
1: yes. actually been in winter everything cut. People drive them all the time. Four wheel drive, all wheel drive, four wheel drive. You got to get out and do the hubs. No.
2: No, uh, automatic hubs. It's pretty cool. It's pretty Did cool. Did you go look at it? I didn't. I didn't because I had found mine and I had I had agreed to buy it and then there was some sort of like it was taking too long for me to take delivery of that thing and then I started looking at other ones. And then all of a sudden the guy selling it came alive again and you know I had my driveway the next day. So, you know, I had had the one that I was in, that that I eventually bought had that one fallen through. I would have Gone to look so You at don't that, know what what's underneath that, no, that one. Okay, no. we
1: we'll see, folks. It's worth we, looking at, though. See what we just did here. We talked about cars, and I am urging you to get in on the fun talking about cars. Some things we could talk about include: there's the new Mustang out there, and it's electric, and it's got a two hundred and fifty mile radius, which is enough.
2: It is. Plenty. I think it
1: might be time to get an electric car.
2: Well, so that. And, and there's, a, you know, coming to is a, is a, uh, a hybrid Jeep Wrangler. Okay. Um, so these technologies are coming out of the weird early adopter type cars and going into the cars that people actually buy and drive. Okay. And I think it's starting to be time to consider these things as a, as a legitimate vehicle.
1: Something else fun to talk about is your kid starts driver's ed in April, which, wow, that was a long time ago for me. Uh, hey, do you remember driver's ed, people? Tell me about it. Did you watch that that scary movie where they tried to scare you straight with all the accidents? What was your driver's head teacher like? Did he make you do errands? Did he? Mine took me to the Rockingham Park racetrack. <laughs> uh, what was your experience? Did, how did you do? Auto New Year's auto resolutions. Do you have you resolved to? I'm gonna change the oil every when I should, and I'm going to keep it clean. How about that car pride? Exactly, car pride. Details as you go. So New Year's auto resolutions. Time for an electric car, like a Mustang, and uh, the driver's ed. That's a good. That's a good place to start. And of course, you can just, you know, ask Craig. His real strength is: should I stay or should I go? Should I get a new one, or should I hang on to what I have? that's you're real you're great at that
2: i like helping people with those kind of questions because i love spending other people's money
1: another thing that craig's good for is you have a kind of car you in mind that you that you like say you wanted a mid-size suv that's got really good handling as opposed to the cheapest one you know you could ask craig about that i have one in mind actually that uh, i want to ask you about after this
3: paul say hi to craig Hi Craig, how you doing? Thanks Paul, for taking my car. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing good. I I got a question for you. Uh I'm a proud old owner of a Toyota Tacoma. It's a two thousand five. Yep. And uh it runs beautifully. I've never had any problems with it. But I want to get out of the pickup truck. Yep. Do you know if they do you know if they make a Highlander that's four wheel drive instead of all wheel drive?
2: No, they don't. Uh they're all all wheel drive.
3: I got so used to having the four wheel drive. Does the Pathfinder come? No, that's all wheel drive.
2: drive. No, all of those, for the most part, the only really part time four wheel drive SUV in that class is the Forerunner. Um, uh, Jeep Cherokee, uh, Grand Cherokee, too. Um, but yeah you're you're basically gonna get all-wheel drive in those in that category you you want it for the low range,
3: right? Uh, no not really no no for, for driving around the, the part of the, I live in Bill Ricker and the part of my town where I, my section of town is all flat yep so it's the last to get done when plowing comes around yep and um, I don't get any sun on my street yep but I, I want it for high range actually. Yeah, so
2: so what difference does it make to you whether you have four wheel drive or right. all wheel drive? Right. So all I right, mean, it's just as good. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, it what it does is it it, it just works all the time. So, you know, there's a there's the, the, I suppose there's some minor fuel economy savings if if you're in two wheel drive rather than four wheel drive but it's in a vehicle that is not designed for fuel economy specifically so i i think you would love all wheel drive i think because because not only does it not only does it work in the snow but it's working for you in the rain it's working for you all the time um and okay. i think you'd love it
3: which of those two would you recommend the Pathfinder or the uh Highlander i
2: like the Highlander better
3: Okay, thank I you.
2: Do. Yep, not a problem. I I, I, I I hope you enjoy it. I would go out and drive some and, and get comfortable with it.
1: All
3: right, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, Paul.
1: You see what Craig did there? I love it. He guy asked him a specific question. He gave a specific answer. Which do you like better? I like that one better. It's hard to get answers out of anybody these days. I, I, so I would
2: definitely give you an answer on that one I, I I'll give you an answer for a couple of reasons I, I, I if you want to know why yeah I like the um I like the interior a, a bit better on the on the Highlander and I also think that the um the CVT transmission in the Pathfinder is not all that hot really uh, yeah so I would I would prefer to be in a uh, a Highlander.
1: Different companies have different at different places in their CVTs, right? Yeah, like Subaru and the Crosstrek has got a good one.
2: Yep, yep, way better than than they used to be. Um, we definitely felt better when you drove it. it. Is everything sure. got that now? Uh, most of the Subaru stuff does. I just I drove up in a in a in a uh, Subaru Ascent with a CVT, and uh, it, it's really it's become it's becoming unnoticeable, uh-huh. but you know the the life the life cycle on these things i don't know how long it is for anybody i mean yeah. they're just not enough of them around to kind of avoid a, a cvt if you if if you had the if
1: everything else were equal if you could
2: yeah if everything else were 100% equal i think i would much prefer to have a traditional 5 6 speed automatic than than a cvt how do car companies choose names do
1: the computers choose it the reason is you got an ascent a subaru ascent and i'm thinking why ascent
2: why not descent oh you know i honestly is that too negative i think going down yeah right (laughs) exactly that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is i'm sure i get well i guarantee you that a lot of people who made a make a lot more money than you and i do sat around in a boardroom trying to figure out what they were going to name that thing. the ascent yeah
1: what about cars that have At names? least it's a word. I know. What about names that mean nothing?
2: <laughs> right. Camaro, for example. Well, that's, yeah, that's it's a been, thing. It's, I don't, I don't Isn't know. Isn't it? I think it's Western, oh, maybe it, like a horse or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Could be. Somebody
1: should know that. I, more and more, Craig, I'm I'm thinking of the J-Talk and audience is, it, is this giant complex brain, mm-hmm. the hive mind. And it, it is. Somebody somewhere in one cell of the J-Talk and hive mind would know... What, what Camaro, Camaro, yeah, Camaro is something. Okay. I'll take your word for but it. But there are some things, some cars that are not anything. Right. Elantra. Right. Exactly. Come on. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it doesn't say anything to me. That sounds computer generated. Right. Exactly. Elantra. Gone are the days of the Mustang. Right. And the the leopard. No, there was never a leopard. There was never a lion. <laughs> a lion either. I wonder why Cougar. Not. Cougar, Cougar,
2: Mercury, Antelope, yeah, not a lot of Impala, Impala, yep, they need Jaguar. fast animals, but people Jaguar, aren't about yep. going
1: fast anymore, right? I have a question. Maybe you can answer it in three minutes. You have some car companies. We say Jeep. They have some really good products like the Wrangler, and then they have some junky products. I used to think in terms of a car company being either a good one or a bad one. You get a car from that company or you don't. But you have some some companies where some are good and some are bad. How how can you have a company where you have the same culture,
2: but you have some good cars and some bad cars? So so I think, you know, you I I think the way you're looking at Jeep is probably true. Five years ago, right? So they had they had the Wrangler, they had the Grand Cherokee, both were great. And then once you got out of those things, you went down to the Liberty, which was kind of terrible. Okay. And then you got into things like the Compass, Compass, which was literally the worst vehicle on the road. Horrible. Horrible. In the last few years, though, the Renegade, uh, the Compass, uh, they have improved dramatically. With
0: Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Uh, and the the Cherokee too. I never was crazy about the looks on the Cherokee, but it's it's a it's a good vehicle, and it's it's surprisingly good off road. And I would recommend the at least the um, the Renegade. Uh, I know you like the Renegade. I like it a lot. I as a matter of fact, it's funny. I was just sitting next in traffic next to one on the way over here tonight. And I looked at it, I was like, God, you know, that's a pretty decent looking vehicle. It was in that sand beige color, and it's a pretty good looking car. And I I really like driving, and I love the size of it. Um, So I, I would say, yes, five years ago, I don't understand how you built the Grand Cherokee, which was fantastic at the time, and the Wrangler, and then sold this, you know, this compass to rental fleets, basically, that was... I mean, almost dangerously bad. Uh, and, and you know, but but to their credit, they have kind of turned it around. They kept the compass and they fixed it. Yeah, yeah. The compass is a is a better vehicle than it was. What they do to fix it? It was just completely change the platform. I would think they. Can, I mean, that was that so no that was that was a that that was they actually had two vehicles on that same platform, which was the old. If believe it or not, it was the Mitsubishi Eclipse platform. So that was a sports car platform that they literally dropped a body onto that that looked like an SUV. They they gave it they basically sold that thing to say we have an all-wheel drive vehicle for less than or or the least expensive all-wheel drive vehicle on the market at the time. That was why they sold it. But it was horrendous. Yet People bought them by the gazillions because <laughs> you could buy them for next to nothing. Okay. You know they were all over the place. People were getting seventy thousand miles out of them and they'd blow up. What do you like better, Ford XLT or
1: Grand Cherokee?
2: Uh, what what's the XLT?
1: The- it's the thing that looks exactly like a Cherokee. It's a their SUV. It's a it's a a package in their
2: SUV. Oh oh okay okay so it's the is it the Edge or no? Or- the
1: other one, and it's a package, and whatever the other one is, I can't explore. Explorer.
2: Remember. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh Cherokee. Okay. Grand Cherokee. Okay, good. Grand Cherokee. We're having fun with Craig Fitzgerald, as always.
1: Good guy. I was supposed to hang around with him on Saturday, but wasn't feeling good.
2: So we were going to climb Mount Washington. No, no, no. No. No? No. We were going to go to Lonesome Lake. Oh, we were. Oh, right, 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 right.
1: That's an entirely, entirely different thing. I'm glad we straightened that out, right? <laughs> Say, so why are you going this way? Well, uh, Mount Washington is that way. Uh. That's a whole... Climbing Mount Washington now is like, you know, even last night on a no-nothing day, it was a 70-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah, it's that's a, right. A nothing. I'll actually look up the weather in a little while on Mount Washington so you can see. <laughs> the reason that's important to Craig is he's going to do a... 10K right. that goes up Mount Washington. Correct. He's going to do it in March, and the the weather can still be significant still, in March. It could can, can be bad in June. <laughs> yeah. It's really some, Have you been up there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, folks, 617-254-1030, we're talking about cars and all. I I had a question for Craig off the air. I might as well share it. I, I ran into somebody with a, no, I, I saw a Mazda. What is it? Something X five. C X five. C X five. Yep. Look, okay for, you know, one of those cars that all look alike. Look fine. I said, do you like that? And he go, well, I like the three better. The S. The C X three. Can Correct. you talk about that?
2: Yeah, sure. So I, I the C X five is fine. Uh, I, I like the C X three a lot. Uh, it's, it's a lot sportier and a lot more fun to drive. Kind of feels more sedan-like than, a, or almost hatchback-like compared to the CX-5, which kind of gets into the large and slightly heavier uh, crossover SUV market. It's got but, a
1: different suspension. Oh yeah,
2: it's I mean it's a completely different car. It's so more sporty. Yes, it is definitely more sporty. The the reason that fewer people buy it is because it doesn't have the cargo volume that a lot of these things do have. In its class, it's probably got the least cargo volume of anything. You know, comparative to like compared to like the um the honda uh, hrv for example has more cargo So where does it use that where does it use the room less cargo space more room somewhere else no or it's smaller. smaller it's definitely smaller so you know for you you what do you care you know you, you don't have kids to tote around you don't have you know a lot of stuff that you're bringing with you all right. over the place right. so what does it matter you it know, doesn't it's, i guess it doesn't right so you it's got some zip to it yeah yeah and it's and it's it's cornering fun too you know it, it handles well it's it just feels much more sporty and then anything in that class oh, really nice. until you start really spending no the real money. like super lag on the side. no no and the sport mode actually does something it feels like it works it makes it sportier tell tell me about sport mode because i've had a car with sport mode never really understood it sometimes it in in the years ago it didn't really do anything now what Sport Mode does is it remaps the, the shift points, so it'll hold a shift higher. Um, so, so for example, you know, if, if your vehicle wants to shift into, you know, generally to, for better fuel mileage, it wants to get into the highest gear possible as quickly as possible, where Sport Mode will hold it in lower gears, so it'll allow it for a little more, like, uh, you know, ex- acceleration response and that kind of thing. It also... Depending on the vehicle, it can change the throttle response. It can make that much more snappy. Oh, really? It can change the steering response, which, which, yeah, it makes it, you know, makes all the suspension settings a lot stiffer. How does it do that? It just, everything in your car now is computer controlled. So the more sophisticated the car is, uh, you know, everything is kind of monitored by that central computer system and pushing that button just sort of tightens everything up. Sends an electric pulse to yeah. it. Yeah, so it's it, a different so it program. In it, the... Right, right. So it's got you know in the shocks, it basically sh- changes the, the the valving in the shocks really? and it makes everything tighter. No yeah, kidding. it's pretty cool. It's it's really cool. And Is it bad to use sport mode all the time? It's not bad. Does but, it hurt the car? It will. It will. It will definitely give you less fuel economy. Yeah, um, that's it though, right? It, yeah, that's. It that's doesn't wear anything it. out. It doesn't no. over rev and no overheat no. and nope. burn out. nope, no. Nope. Nope. It it's perfectly fine to use all the time, uh, but what what happens is every time you shut the car off, it always defaults back okay. to the normal mode, and then you just push the button. What when do you you're back and you'd have to it.
1: guess? But like twenty percent worse fuel economy. Yeah, uh, for, I 40. I would say probably
2: ten. Oh, all right. And and what what it will do usually is it will um, if you have auto stop start uh, where it the vehicle will shut itself off at every stoplight it'll turn that off. So if you're in sport mode, it it, it will idle at a stoplight. Um, so it, it basically you lose that function, you lose that, which I think most people hate anyway. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's really a big deal. Hey,
1: Andy people. in Lexington. What's going on?
2: Andy. Hello?
1: Hi, Andy. Hi. What can I do for I'd you? I'd like
0: to know, uh, I'd like to, I'm looking for a small van. I'm tired of my GMC standard van. Yep. Getting 10 miles a gallon. I'd like uh, to get something that's smaller and more fuel efficient. Sure. So, so I was looking at the uh, Ford Transit Connect XLTs. Yep. And similar ones made by Nissan.
2: Yep. I've and driven you- I've driven the the Transit Connect and I've driven the Nissan um I like them both. Uh, uh, I I think if I were to choose one, I'd probably go with the Transit. Um, they they just seem like they're a little more. You know the 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 Nissan definitely feels like it's a commercial vehicle, uh, where the Transit feels like it's a little bit more designed to be passenger friendly. Um, th- either one of them is fine but i I just like driving the transit a little bit a little bit better. Uh, but i I wholeheartedly recommend the two of them. And the bigger version of the of the transit the the full-size transit is fantastic too. Um, but that's probably more van than you want.
0: Well, I mean, I've had a standard van for 23 years and I'm, I don't need that capacity anymore
2: right right so that i think the transits the transit connect is is a is a terrific little vehicle um i, I just
0: i just wish i just wish they made them with a standard transmission
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's kind of you know uh it, it would be great if they did and it would be great if they made one with a small diesel in it too uh but unfortunately we're in the united states and we, we don't get those things here so <laughs> in europe yeah. you could get either one of those things Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, but I, again, you know, I are think
0: there, Are there any other small vans you've tried that you like?
2: Um, I drove the Ram, the little Ram, and it's, it's fine. It's kind of like the, like the Nissan. Um, it, nothing really kind of that would recommend it over the Transit, I guess. Um, okay. Transit yeah. it is, Andy. Thank you. I think that's the vehicle for you. All
1: right. Now, Craig, let's travel to Texas. All right. Casey in Texas. Hi, Casey. Hi.
0: Good morning. Morning. Um, have you uh, have you got any thoughts on the Jeep Gladiator pickup?
2: Oh, I love it. I you know, love it. I,
0: I, when I was in the service in California, they had come out with the Jeep Scrambler pickup. Yep. And I didn't have the time to get all my act together before I deployed and uh, I never got one and I was heartbroken. You
2: missed your opportunity because they only sold them for like three years and they' I love those two always did. Um, the gladiator I've driven several now and yeah I drive a lot of stuff. I get I get a lot of things to try. And that's the one that I really had a hard time giving up the keys to. I I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I haven't
0: driven it yet. Yep. I sat in one at the dealership, and I thought the seats were kind of hard.
2: Well, so all of the all of the Jeep stuff is going to be stiff. Um, I I have driven a Wrangler, which has the same seats in it. Uh, I've driven the Wrangler back and forth to Brooklyn from from Boston, and you know it's not it's definitely not a luxury car uh right. I, I got used to the seats um and i think you would af- after a little bit um but it, it, again you know that that vehicle to me it's completely unique in the marketplace right you you can buy a pickup anywhere but you can't buy one where the top comes off and you live in a place where you can run the top off of that thing all the time well uh, you can't you-, you, you can't find another vehicle you can take the doors off of um it you you cannot find another vehicle in that class that'll tow as much as that thing will it's to me it's it's a home run
0: yeah it's a bit steep though if you looked at the sticker yeah i know they're
2: crazy so if you're looking at the rubicons they're 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 ridiculous right they're you know a fully loaded rubicon 60,000 bucks yeah but I, but I if you move into it if you looked at if you looked at the sport s though which to me is a pretty well equipped vehicle they're 38 something like that that's really competitive with uh, you know a comparably equipped um uh Tacoma you, you know double cab yeah and that's kind of right in the ballpark and they're not giving those away either so you know I would uh, you know I I, I kind of discount all of the the Rubicon stuff just because it's you know it it's a it's a it's a vehicle of its own basically and people are going to buy those or not buy them or whatever but the the Sport S is the one that most people are going to buy and that's kind well, I like,
0: of in, I, I like the Rubicon package you know oh, in me the, too in, in the regular Jeep like the Sahara they're, yep. they're nice looking vehicles and they will do whatever you want it to yep. when you
2: turn the key Well you know the nice thing about the Rubicon too is that is there's there's equipment in there that you literally just can't buy right so the you cannot buy a detachable front sway bar from the from the driver's seat. Right. It's got a button you push on it and the sway bar detaches and you can go off road with that. You can't. If you were going to put locking differentials in that, it would cost you thousands of dollars to do so. If you were going to put Dana 44 axles in that, you know, well, I guess you get that from the you get that from the standard. You get a 410 axle ratio, which is a dramatic improvement. Um, I, I just think it's a better package, but it is a lot of money. It is a lot of
0: money. I, I just wish you could get it in a stick. You can. Like the gentleman who was talking to you about getting a van with a, a standard transmission. Yeah,
2: you can. You can get that in a stick.
0: Oh, the the guys at the dealership said no, you could not You could not get it in a... Uh... False.
2: Absolutely false. You can get it with a six-speed manual transmission. They just don't want to order one. They wanted you to buy that They want that you to buy one off the lot. Said that, Because then you would think there's n- not, not one, one available. Right. No, That you can yeah. absolutely buy that with a stick. God, those I, dealers...
0: Yeah, no, I would not mind having one of those in a stick.
2: Yep, and as a matter of fact, you'll save eighteen hundred dollars if you buy the if you buy one with a stick. The reason that they don't have them on the lot is because they know it's going to be a hard time to sell it. So, very few people want a manual transmission now. Um, so, you know, you, what what I would do is I would, I would find one. You can find one in a dealer's inventory somewhere. You can do a search on one and find one in a dealer's inventory somewhere and then buy it from a dealer that you want to do business with.
0: Are the are the transmissions pretty robust?
2: Oh, they're, um, they're incredible. The, I mean, the six-speed in that thing is bulletproof, and the automatic is bulletproof. Um, yeah,
0: but to have a Jeep, you really want a stick. So you can go down to the Cape and go out onto the sand.
2: True true you know i i've i've come i've come to appreciate the automatic transmission but i would love a stick too. which i was kind of surprised about yeah knowing I, you i'm a I've, I've, you're a purist you play you know <laughs> surf rock yeah, but you're I, a, you're a retro dude i'm now an old man and it, i am literally a retro dude <laughs> and and you know i drove that blazer that 78 blazer with a stick for six years and it's kind of nice to drive something with an automatic for a little while, but I I, I could absolutely see why somebody would want a manual in the in the Wrangler, in the uh, no. the Gladiator.
0: I thought I thought I was becoming an old man when <laughs> I bought out in California a '78 Checker Marathon. Oh, <laughs> seventy one hundred and sixty pounds at the curb. Oh my God! Now this was back when cheap unleaded was ninety nine cents a gallon in California. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it had the, the uh, 350 small V8 truck motor in it, yep. and it was absolutely enormous—about a foot longer than a Checker cab.
2: Yeah, right.
0: And right. It, it was so much fun. Yeah. Good stuff. But, hey, thanks. Yeah, I have to look again then at the uh, at the Rubicon Gladiator.
2: Definitely do that, and make sure that they buy you—they order you a stick if you if you want to get one. They should okay. be able to order it for you.
0: Oh, I'll look into it.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: appreciate it.
2: Not a
1: problem. Thank you, brother. It's WBZ. Time for a break.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Person called from Texas seems that somebody played some games, may have played games with him. A dealer, Sounds like it. A dealer, uh, he wanted a stick and a what in a Jeep Gladiator. Gladiator. Now
2: and they don't he make says, those.
1: He says that the dealer told him they didn't make
2: them. False, absolutely and false. Do you think it's an accident or on purpose? No, I think, uh, I think they had thirty-seven automatics on the showroom floor. That they needed to move, and it was more convenient for them to tell him that they didn't make one than it was to say we can get one from another dealer. So what
1: if he bought that, not the one he wanted, and later found out that the dealer had lied? Hmm? Is there anything that he can do?
2: Nope. So you just can you just not trust dealers? I you know I, I, so, I, I so I I I have the feeling. That well, yeah, I, I know this to be true. The most people, when they go into a car dealership, by the time they set foot in a car dealership, they've done ten to fifteen hours worth of research on the vehicle that they're interested in before they even go into a dealership. They know more about those cars than the people who sell them. It's just like selling a dishwasher for a lot of these people, and you know, some are they are, train some in the are products. Really good. Are they, they they certainly are but some are trained better than others and some pay attention better than others. And you know, some have the capacity to remember some things, but you as a consumer often have more information about those vehicles than, the, than the people who sell. them. So what's them. the point of the dealer?
1: Why don't I just order it online? I know what I want. <laughs> I'll order my car that I want from a vending machine. If it's new, is it just about the trade? Is that the only
2: reason you need the dealer? That's one of the reasons the other reason was early in the in the in the life cycle of these manufacturers you know when ford motor company first starts up they've got to have a store in every major city in the united states overnight right in a really short period of time if they're going to blanket the country and really start selling their products and there was no way that that company had the funds to develop these stores and hire people to run them and all that kind of stuff, so they had to they had to franchise and they had to get local people to put up the money to build these stores, and that's exactly what they did, and that's how they got into franchise agreements that they still have now. Really? Yeah. I mean, in it's twenty it's, years, it is years? Still, oh, it's you know a hundred and something years later. Wow. They're you know the their their the franchise agreements that they sign with the people who who open these stores. I mean they're they're those are ironclad. It's not like Ford can sell you a vehicle uh directly. They can't do it. Doesn't they're, that open the door for people, new people? Like Tesla. Like Tesla. I mean that's exactly what Tesla had to do because Tesla was outside of that whole manufacturer and and retailer relationship because they had no existing franchise agreements. They went into every state and they said we're not we don't have to play by the same rules we're not beholden to we have no franchise why can't we sell direct and they basically have fought with every state to to, why
1: why do you have to fight with the states
2: because because this you know the states have franchise laws that suggest that they need to do the same thing that ford motor company does but they don't need to and they've kind of proved themselves in court so so there's laws in states that say if you want to sell
1: vehicles, it has to be via a franchise? Correct. But well, that seems absolutely correct. That seemed wrong. Right.
2: It's it is wrong. It is wrong. Did they so challenge it in court? Uh, yes. So Tesla has managed to figure it out, not in every state, but in most states, uh, where they can, you know, they can sell direct from one of their stores, which may be in like in our cases in the Natick Mall. You can go look at one over there. You can drive it over there, but you, all your service takes place in Watertown.
1: I would weigh, rather buy from a vending machine right. than a dealer, which is basically the my way with, you do it. See right? what package do you want? Right. This is how much it I is. Want this. You put, you know, swipe your card. Yep. and
2: somebody will deliver it to you. Yep. Uh, in one week. Now there are distinct advantages to to a, to having a retailer, and and the biggest one is the trade. Right. So, what do you do with your old car when you want to go buy a new car? Sell it? yourself. you can sell it yourself and nobody wants to do that. Nobody it's, does. It's a hassle. You do it. I do it all the time. And I I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate because there's a lot more money on the table. So you just the way you versus, do it is you know the car you want.
1: Yeah. You put your car
2: up there. When somebody buys it, right, you immediately buy right. the new one. Right. But people are into instant gratification. They want to go in, they want to roll into a dealership and the dealer says to him, "You know, I I was coming in for an oil change. Oh, well, what do you? I, I, you also need brakes and tires. That's going to cost you fifteen hundred bucks. Uh, why don't I just trade it and I'd drive out with a new car?" And they do that deal in minutes. Now, They'll swap <laughs> your plates on it, and you're on your way. I mean, it's, it's just so too it's, easy. It is really convenient, and that's the beauty. So you're paying for convenience, that's exactly, exactly. That's the beauty that a, that a franchise dealer brings to the table i guess they do just go in there knowing do that
1: go in there knowing everything there is to know and do not believe the what the dealer says except
2: except what they write down on paper you just got to know what you're talking about and that's true i don't care if you're going in to buy a dryer at lowe's which i have to buy a new stove okay bummer oh my god that's another whole thing
1: (laughs) all right craig fitzgerald always a great great pleasure it's a different vibe right on friday yeah, it kind definitely. of is right.
2: Yeah, a little freewheeling it here on a Friday. Yeah, <laughs> freewheeling,
1: <laughs> and uh, we have to get together to do the hike that I didn't do with you. I feel bad about that. Ah, it's good. Got to do it, and uh, we- we'll talk. And uh, looking forward to your next visit, folks. If you didn't get in tonight, we'll get in next time. Craig is in. It's WBZ.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
0: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office.